Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 293. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to continue the arc of breaking the mold by doing every single red deck ever. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What is going down? We we had a, we did a thing. We looked at the camera before you started talking. That was insanely funny. Oh man, that was fantastic. The moral of the story is a whole bunch is going down. We've got a great deck to talk about, which is literally every red deck if you want it to be. Plus, how we're going to break the mold slash how a member of the nation broke the mold. We got some stories to tell, some people to thank. Before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business daddies, FusionGamingOnline.com, your source for all your gaming needs. Very much so. And spring just around the corner. You can use promo code CCO Spring. Get yourself five dang old percent off your whole order. Oh, you know how much five percent of two hundred and thirty dollars is, Ryan? <laughs> Quite a bit, because that's what I had to save on my order after I opened my boxes, got ruined, and then had to order all of the stuff that I didn't get. Mm. Mm-hmm. I even had to order one of the t- the goblin tokens that the Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker enchantment makes. I didn't even open the fucking token I wanted. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad that it didn't work. It was just the most depressing, just rain cloud... <sighs> Just on me box opening I've ever had, and then I watched the video back and it didn't work, and I was so sad. Oh, yeah, it glitched out on you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, was all, it was all jumpy, and the sound didn't line up. I've it's never done that before. But Salavi, I apologize to everybody not getting to see my soul get ripped out of my body, slapped around a whole bunch, and then put back. Well, if we have to. Do we need to do any like quality reviews and dunkings? Are yours as curly as I've seen? Um, actually, <laughs> that sounded dirty. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> actually, mine weren't too bad. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, mine were actually pretty good. They were, I mean, foils, they curl. Yeah. But when I looked at them today, they weren't horrendous. Like, yeah. let me put it to you this way. Toys R Us here in town is having a fairly gigantic sale on all of the Magic the Gathering product that they have left in stock. And I got a Mahdi Ho-Ho bundle for like... 50 bucks or something? Ooh. It's like 10 packs of Mahdi Ho-Ho. For 50 bucks? For 50 bucks. Oh, that's pretty good. So I bought that shit. And the land pack, because <laughs> the, the foil land pack was just, it was like a toilet paper roll. And my Kamigawa cards aren't that bad. Oh, so man, man. There we go. Yeah. And I didn't open a single foil etched card. So I am very happy. Oh, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> yes. Oh, excellent, excellent. I, I just reorganized like the box. The, the the proverbial box that is the stinky onion bag. Uh-oh. And I, I reorganized some packs because, like, there was set boosters and old boosters and, and collector boosters just strewn about the place. Like, I'm a heathen. I like that. Uh, you like, that. Why yeah. would you reorganize such I, a thing? I reorganized it so I knew which packs were which. And I, I didn't really cr- chron- chronologize them. Didn't put them in chronological <laughs> order. <laughs> but... I did separate the regulars from the collector boosters and the collector commander yep. legends boosters mm-hmm. are like mm-hmm. like teeter-totters inside the packs. Yep, they haven't even been exposed to the air Unreal. Yet. Unreal. Like, so we, we kind of dunked on it. 
back then. Yeah. And if we got to dunk on anything else, you let us know in the comments. Oh, and we will. Well, we got another Commander Legends coming out in the next little bit. I think that's, I don't know if it's next, uh, but it's soon. So it's the summer set, isn't it? Yeah. It's, well, it's got to be the summer set. That, that's the kind of thing that's always the summer set, right? It's one of the two and a half summer sets. There's, there's the, oh yeah. There's Capanna <laughs> and Forgotten Realms 2 slash Commander Legends 2. And I think they might've moved the unset, which is why I say two and a half. I listen, think... Yeah. Listen to us knowing all about the stuff. Yeah. That's, it's like we, this, this feels weird. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. This, I don't like this. Speaking of comments, speaking of booster packs. Okay. We got to give one away. Ooh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and and totally real name. Oh, yeah. Last week on the pre-show commented that their favorite Olympic sport to watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobsleigh. Good choice. Mine Good too. choice. Four-man bobsleigh is th- not the loudest thing I've ever heard. The distinguished title of loudest thing I've ever heard was an F-18 fighter jet. Okay. But the most noise producing thing relative to size is a bobsled he's a bobsled a foreman in particular really they produce so much sound because you've got like you've got over a thousand kilograms of mass sliding down an ice chute like a water slide made of ice like a water slide made of ice that's the size of a roller coaster and there's a yes it's it's awesome a thousand kilograms of that sliding steel on ice at a hundred miles an hour, and it's all connected to the earth with like steel, structural steel infrastructure. Huh. So the sound that the bobsleigh makes that resonates through the structure that is the track just makes so much noise. You can hear it from like they they start at the top of a mountain. You can hear it at the bottom when they start. That's like wild. you can feel it, and you don't even you don't get that at all. Watching no, on television. You don't know. They that does not translate. Well, at because all. you can hear it a little bit. We we get the but like, but they they <sighs> they, they go around the corner yeah, or whatever. They but. they mic it down so you can hear the the instructors, right? Yeah, but those Olympic. Or, sorry, announcers. not the instructors, the announcers. Because you need to hear them. They're so insightful. Well, yeah, you should just come watch Olympics with me. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> fun. Yo, yo, if you want to get just as informed watching the Olympics as with the actual Olympic announcers, you can watch the Olympics with me. Two yeah. people skiing at once. Everybody exactly. liked that. Everybody yes. thought that that was a good idea. That's but, a great idea, and they should totally do it. They're but, welcome to steal it. Well, yeah. Maybe you have to change the rules of physics to have it Absolutely work. Absolutely not. I <laughs> I guarantee you, I guarantee you, if there was an Olympic event where two people had to ride on the same set of skis at the same time and do a ski jump, there would be people who would figure out how to do it. And you know I'm right. Man. You know they would. They would. It would be the most amazing thing ever. They would. What if they, they had to look at each other? Like, so one guy had to go down backwards and one guy oh, went yeah. down forwards. Mm-hmm. And that's how they, like, knew when and how to flip. And no, you, they wouldn't do that. They would just both go forward. And it would be more insane because they're not looking at each exactly. other. Exactly. There's no... No. The f- <laughs> fucking, guy on the, fucking guy on the back has to be watching the other way. So they're just back to back going down on the skis. Like... Don't look in my eyes. And you know what? They'd still figure out how to do it. That's yeah. the cool A part. A triple, double, triple, triple, triple. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cool thing about like Olympics and athletics is people figure out how to do that shit. They're creaming the crop, man. Right? Like we say like, oh yeah, you're going to juggle chain. Chainsaws. There's motherfuckers out there that juggle chainsaws that are on fire. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, the chainsaws are on fire. The, the guy is on fire. Yeah, like, juggling chainsaws. Yeah, like how do you learn how to do that? How do you know you can do that? 
you start juggling chainsaws and you feel, well, I'm alive still, so I guess I can probably go on the road with this. Yeah. Well, cream I, of the crop. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. Guest bobsleigh. Totally real name. Winner of this week's booster pack game. Cream of the crop. Totally real name. Well, I'm excited for this. <laughs> Hugh? <laughs> Hugh? Janus. <laughs> Oh, mercy. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's too perfect to not be real. I that's guarantee totally you that's real. on that's that's on pieces of mail that go to that person's house. That's going to be on that guy's awesome. tombstone. <laughs> you, Janus. Mr. Janus. That's, or Mrs., whoever you are. If this is you, Fabulous. you let us know. Commandercookout at gmail.com. Honor system or you'll ruin it for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let us know it's you. Let us know what your address is in the email. I'll hit you back. Say thank you for playing the booster pack game. It's going to be on its way when the next shipment of things go out to patrons and, and booster pack winners and, and etc. What about uh, Kickstarter backers? Kickstarter backers. I'm going to do an, a, an official Kickstarter update on the Kickstarter platform. Oh, neat. Because we got so many playmats designed. Oh, yeah. Over had... 100 pounds of them. <laughs> well, there, we had the big stack on the table. I guess you're point. So you can see my finger pointing over there. It's over there. And Ryan's like, I was like, man, that's a huge pile of playmats. He's like, yeah, that's not even all of them. And he was like stepping on I'm something. Stepping on a pile of and them. And I looked down. There's like another stack like this. It's And then I was like, and there's another box yeah. over there. <laughs> So those are all coming. Wild. T-shirts are all there. Tokens are getting made. We had some some delays with um with shipping because of reasons. Reasons. The Canada. It was a whole thing. You might have seen it on the news, or if you follow Sub McKinnon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a whole thing that delayed a bunch of our shit. If you're not playing the new Great Removal spell, yeah. you might know what's going on in Canada. Yeah. And if you know, you know. If you don't, that's fine. That's fine. You don't even have to look it up. The point is, is nothing's delayed anymore. Tokens are getting printed. Uh, prints are getting printed. Everything's getting signed. We're shipping everything out. It's all coming, but there's going to be an official update for people who, who want updates, but don't listen to CCO or watch us on YouTube. Which you fucking should be! Because they work really hard to make us look cool. Yeah, and, and you know what else? We you do. Know what else? You know what I did? What'd you do? Bottom right, right-hand corner of the video, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a little button there that says, sub. Yeah. It used to just be the CCO logo. Right. But I said... I'm going to make that a button that says sub. And you just mouse over it and you just hit subscribe if you haven't already. And doing so moves us closer to 3,000. And when we get there, hopefully by episode 300, we're going to do a big ass giveaway. We're going to do our biggest giveaway of all time. And we're going to destroy a box of double feature with an explosion. Are we? Did we decide we're going to do that? Is that that real life? Yeah, we decided it right now. Right now on the show, because I said it, we're going to do it. Because there's no way we're going to get to episode 300. We're not going to be able to get that shit at a discount. So we're just going to blow it up. All right. Yeah. Our, our LGS sold one box of it. Oh, no. One. So people, which is cool, listened to my advice and steered well clear of that shit. But they drafted one box, sold one box, and they're stuck with the rest. So I bet we can... We can fish one up he's gonna want us to blow it up just so it stops taking up space in his store (laughs) yeah man square footage in retail space especially in a mall expensive that's some real shit if you can use an explosion to free up some of that Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, here's the thing. We um we're we're in the arc of breaking the mold, breaking the mold, breaking the, the mold. mold, and we've got a red deck. A red deck that was submitted by a patron supporter. It's one of the benefits of becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash CCO podcast. If you want to go there, we got this one out of our preferred deck list channel by Papa Dio. He's Papa back. Dio. Yeah, I love that guy. Papa Bitch 2.0 Hyper Bitch. That's yep. his new nickname. Yep. <laughs> he sent us a list and, and the commander is Magda Brazen Outlaw. Short because she's a dwarf. She's a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Mono red, same color as tomato from the pre-show. See the tomato, the poop tomato story? Yeah, that's a great story. If you haven't heard the poop tomato story, check out the pre-show. Because it, it, it's actually really neat. It's yeah. a cool story, man. I'm glad I know that story now. There you go. We're doing Magna. Brando has has put together a little bit of like an every red deck yeah. list with a bunch of staples that we're going to go over really quickly. And then we're going to talk about how we're breaking the mono red mold yep. now i'm gonna build you every red deck you could ever want to build ever every single red commander we're gonna build it right now in or not right now but like in a couple of minutes in like 10 minutes so let's let's talk about that a little bit let's let's hit on that what to you personifies every red deck like what does that mean well i'm not because if you look at my own decks i don't they don't really resemble the the shell that I've made, mm. but what it is, it's a it's a list of efficient draw, ramp, removal things that you just kind of throw into a deck, and you can build. You just kind of take your idea. I want to build Norn the Wary, and in it goes. I want to build goblins, any goblin deck, in it goes. I want to do Kazul Tower into the Cliffs, even easier, in it goes. <laughs> right, like there's there's just like a bunch of auto includes that I think people play because they're efficient and they're really good and i think that we're going to illustrate in this show and in this arc that you don't necessarily have to follow those rules in order to have an efficient fun interesting to play and successful deck so here here i'll give an example that was good you don't you don't need to follow these rules to have a successful deck though these cards all in this orientation do exist because it makes having a successful deck easier. Yeah. Start here and then build outward at your leisure. Yeah. And if you have to cut some of these, let's call them mono red staples. Yeah. Do it. That's fine because there's other options. There's 10,000 other cards in red that you could play. Exactly. Here's the example. We've got eight card draw spells in your shell of a deck. We did a shell with, with the... With the blue deck with a couple bl- of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got Cathartic Reunion, Thrill of Possibility, Tormenting Voice, Faithless Looting... Megas of the Wheel, Wheel of Misfortune, Stolen Strategy, and you lumped Gamble in there, and this is why I I like that you did that, because all of these cards are like, kind of like chaos draws. I don't want to air quotes too much, but Mm. they're like chaos draw cards, right? Mm -hmm. They they say discard something, draw card, or they say exile this, draw card. Or or some number of cards, right? You yes. have to you have to get rid of cards before you get yeah. cards. For the record, if you hate money, you could also put Wheel of Fortune in there as mm. well. That's why I put Magus of the Wheel in because I feel like more people are going to be able to to physically acquire one of those. Mm, yeah, uh, one dollar or more than one dollar. This many dollars. Yes. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, which you should be, you'd see how many dollars. Very much so. So let's move on. Ramp in red. Ramp in red. It comes by way of cheap mana rocks, just like every other color, except for maybe green, which they just play cheap ramp spells. Yeah. But we've got things like 
Mana Geyser. Yep. Well, I think probably on the top end where you would want Five to Five mana for 100 mana. Yeah. You get a red mana for every tapped land your opponents control. Yeah. That's fucking 20. Yes. It's 20. It's you. If you get less than 20, you're in a weird game. Mm. You're in a weird game of commander you're playing. Next up, Dockside Extortionist. We all know Dockside Extortionist. Of course, Dockside Extortionist. Yeah, very much so. But I like what you have on here, Cursed Mirror. You think this should be a red mother-ass staple? I sure do. It's a it's a three-drop mana rock that taps for the color that you want. And it also does something fucking cool, man. It comes into play as a copy of a creature that gets haste. So you get to get a beating. Like a, you get some beats in with your rock. That's amazing. My favorite thing is when somebody like just jams... And gets like a 6-6 six, six on turn 4 or something. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, cursed mirror. <laughs> and you attack somebody else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for the 6-6, six, six, asshole. And then somebody else gets wrecked because of it. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so awesome. So, yeah, and then Soul Ring and Commander Command Sphere and all the two-drop rocks that are the best cards in Magic. Yeah, apparently. Not, yeah. not Ruby Diamond, yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got a Braid, Chaos Warp, Vandal Blast, Blasphemous Act... Tibalt's Trickery, Deflecting Swat, these are like redirection spells, counter spells. They're all, are they best in slot based on best effect for mana that you spend? I think so. They're either best in slot for mana. Hey, did I say Lightning Bolt? You didn't say Lightning Bolt. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. What are you going to say? They're best in slot for mana spent and a lot of them require, or require, give you a bunch of versatility. Mm. Something like an Abrade gives you the options and options in Commander where you only have one card that does any one thing if your one card does two things it's a better card Mm. Mm, that's that's why a braid is good that's why people play a braid because it has options Mm -hmm. deals three damage to a creature or destroys target artifact yes for two mana yeah at an instant speed it's an instant mind you yes it's a very good card and it's got really cool art on it too like all of the arts on a braid are cool, I think. Yeah, there's like a promo one and stuff. Yeah. Let's talk about Lightning Bolt. Let's talk about Lightning you Bolt. You think this goes in, in every red deck? I, at the beginning of Commander, I didn't think it did. But as the efficiency game has gone up, mm-hmm. I think the effectiveness of Lightning Bolt has also gone up. We have Sarah's Sanctum on a creature. We have Gaia's Cradle on a creature. We have a bunch of creatures that just help you win the game, and all of them die to Bolt. Mm. Bolt is the measuring stick for a reason, and it's the measuring stick again, so I think it's worth playing in index. Cards that do things like draw you extra, or creatures that do things like draw you extra cards, like Dark Confidant, which for the same reason you just outlined, is now better because spells cost less. Mm-hmm. Mana Dorks, Enchantresses. Yep. Enchantry. En- Enchantresses. Enchantry. I like Enchantry. We're using that. Yep. Yes, all of those die to Bolt, and I, you know what? I think Bolt is is still meta enough that if you play it it's mm-hmm. like it's still kind of a cool card one of the coolest things you can do and i know this because i did it once is kill somebody with a lightning bolt and commander Ooh, That's, i did i did do that right? i and killed that, i killed effie lenny one time with it them. feels good right you're like oh yeah this is like classic magic winning is what i'm doing right now yeah, it's this like 1993 excellent. again exactly I, I i cheated a little bit though i did kill lenny with a bolt that i copied so he took six it's still, it's still bolt. It's, well, yeah, yeah it wouldn't still, have happened without the lightning bolt okay 
Past in Flames, Anger, Urbrask the Hidden, Jessica's Will, Underworld Breach. You find some prisoners. These are utility cards. These are graveyard getter backers, utility cards, things that give you give you guys haste. They give your guys haste or take away the ability to do anything from your opponent's creatures. Combo finishers in the case of, of Past in Flames and Underworld Breach. Yeah. Specifically, if you have a Jessica's Will in your graveyard, yeah. which we've just outlined. Yeah. These are ways that just... Get you mana, get you cards, get you mana, get you cards, get you mana, get you cards. Yeah. And and red, red is kind of good at that. And that's it, why... It's getting better at that back uh, all what, the time. We did a top five where we did um, top five things in 2021. Yeah. And our honorable mention was the color red being the storm color now. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that if, if somebody sits down with a mono red deck, I'm going to ask the question, like, do you play Breach? Do you play Dockside? Are, are you looking to... Uh, and Jessica's will and things of that ilk. Are you looking to loop those and that's how you're going to win? Maybe those are too specific of questions for a rule zero conversation, but somebody's probably going to say, I play breach or I don't because it is, it's probably, it's probably one of the most powerful cards in commander. If you're having one of the conversations where you're getting into the minutiae of what is the powerful cards you're playing, breach is certainly one worth mentioning. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you got, then you got <clears throat> insurrection, disrupt yep. decorum. Those yep. are, those are. I think those are still casual commander staples. Yep. And they both essentially say, "I win the game" on them. So insurrection, uh, people are soft on it because it costs eight, and and creatures aren't as big as they used to be, and people rely on combo wins more than they used yeah. to. Remember what we used to say: if it costs eight, it's probably going to win you the game. This is why we say that. Insurrection, crater hoof. Um, what else costs eight? What costs eight in blue? Those are the two extra th- turn spells. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Those are the two things that you play. They both cost eight. So, so insurrect is is red, red, red five. Yeah. Untap all creature. You gain control of them. They all gain haste until end of turn. Yeah. So mm. you wait for somebody else to do all the work for you, and and then you kill them. Yes. And disrupt a quorum is. It's kind of the same thing for four. It goads all creatures you don't control. So everybody else swings into everybody. It leaves you an open board to swing into if you're built up. And if somebody else has built the huge game-winning position, they'll just win the game for you. And now they're open and you can kill them. Yes. it, it it's, it's interesting that it does kind of do the same thing as Insurrection, mm-hmm. except slower. We've talked about that recently, yep. right? Doing the same thing, except slower. Yeah. Okay. And of course, yeah. <laughs> you got Brash Taunter yeah. and Blazing Sunsteel. Of course you do, because Brash Taunter is going to win you games all by himself. He's the most powerful, most handsome, most versatile creature in all of Magic. And Blazing Sunsteel is a combo with him that also turns other creatures into little itty bitty Brash Taunters, which is really cool. Itty bitty Taunters. Yep. E-B-I-B-T's. I-B-T's? I-B-T's? I, it's, uh, there's, there's, taunters, a, yeah. there's a lot of there's a dirty joke there's there a lot somewhere. of things in there that do sound dirty yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. itty bitty brashy all <laughs> 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 well, the good things so we that's that's the shell that's what we one, we missed oh, one card we missed one missed one Chandra Torch of Defiance oh we did it's a card that does literally everything in red this is a card that I actually think I do jam in every red deck I play oh because it does do 
actually everything. It draws you cards, it does damage, it makes mana, it removes creatures, and it has an emblem that if you get it, you're probably going to win the game. Five damage to any target whenever you... Play a spell. Cast a spell. Yeah. Like that... <laughs> Chandra Torship Defiance is a house, and if you're building Mono Red and you have one, you should play it. And if you haven't played with her yet, you should. Chandra Torture Defiance with with that emblem and a lightning bolt and an underworld breach. You probably just win, right? Oh yeah. You probably just win. Absolutely. You gotta have a graveyard though. Yeah, you probably do. You're playing. Do you, do you just play like um what's the card whenever whenever you take damage, you mill that many cards? Minecrank? You just <laughs> minecrank yourself a whole bunch of times. So your graveyard's this big and then you then you breach bolt. Ooh, your opponents man i want to build that deck breach bolt your opponent you'd have to because bolt at that point would be worth eight you play mind crank and then you bizarre trader it away <laughs> one of your opponents <laughs> well no because because mind crank works for everybody uh-uh. Not uh-huh. oh no you think mind crank's a bad card sucker hell no mind crank doesn't work for me no i should put that in brew yes yes because then my, my opponents yes. hit each other and then i get the mill off of it yes that's a good idea. Yes. Yes. No do it. No bizarre trader needed. <laughs> so there's a shell. That's every single red deck. It's on Moxfield link in the description below. If you want to build any red deck ever, and I made sure I included the cheapest version of each and every card oh. uh in the list. So if you're gonna do it on a budget, it's it's there. And you know what? Like, even if it's not this exact shell, we've included cards that do the thing that we're talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like, if 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 um, 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 if what is it called? Past in Flames wasn't on here. It's because Breach is on here. Yeah. Or or if you don't want to play Breach because your playgroup doesn't like it, Past in Flames is on here. Breach doesn't have to be. Just as an example, right? Yes. So that's every red deck. Now we've got Papa Dio's deck here. It's a bra- It's a Magna Brazen Outlaw deck. Two one Dwarf Berserker for two. Other dwarves you control get plus one, plus oh. It uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Really. It doesn't yeah, really it, matter. Spoiler, it doesn't matter in this deck. But it could, and we're going to talk about that in a bit. Oh. Whenever a dwarf you control becomes tapped, create a treasure token. Relevant, because Magna is a dwarf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sacrifice five treasure, five treasures, search your library for an artifact or dragon card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. Neat. So, it sounds like dragony treasury red deck. Maybe we should take a look at it. Let's let's hop over with some cards, and then we're going to tell you how we break the mold. Yeah. So here we are. We've got this. We've got this magna deck. We're breaking the mold because it's mono red aristocrats. Jeez. Yes. Real. Re- re- First, I get wiped out on my Kamigawa boxes. Yep. Now you want me to talk about an Aristocrats deck? Well, at least it's mono red. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, fine. I'll take the good with the bad. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, totally fine. So we've got eight Aristocrats here, and then we've got a couple sack outlets that maybe we'll cover next. And, sure. and this is breaking the mold because why? Because usually Aristocrats are black and or white. Yes, so we've got red today, something totally different. Instead of life gain, life drain, we're going to be just damage. Yeah, just wrecking you. Which is, I'm okay with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with this as well. Okay, let's let's do it. We've got eight of them. Okay. So we got uh, Vicious Shadows first. Ooh, a seven drop. Ooh. A seven drop enchantment. Whenever a creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, 
Vicious Shadows deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. Oh, Ooh. That's so good. Ooh. Okay. Hot, hot take here on a Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Hot take. Except it's a Sunday. Well, yeah, but not when people are listening to this. Oh, hot take Tuesday. Hot take Tuesday. I think there should be a Magus of the Shadows. Magus of the Shadows. That costs like four or five. Four or five, and it's like a, it's like a, it's like a two, four. Yeah, exactly. Because this card is frigging good, but it costs seven, mm. right? So like you're, you're run out of, you're almost out of gas before you even get it. And then you got to like refill your tank and then yeah. you can start well, killing if, shit. If you got lots of Creech, whenever a creature is put into the graveyard, any creature. Oh yeah. Any creature does. So you're going to kill your own stuff. You're going to kill their stuff. But well, if we got sack outlets that let us deal damage, which we do, mm-hmm. and we've got this, we could just sack all our guys and random blue dot bro over there is going to take six damage every time one of our guys dies. I guess that's something. And I think that like if we get 12, 18, 24 damage off of this for seven mana, it's pretty mm-hmm. good. Sure. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's keep going. Continue. Torbran, Thane of Redfell. You give this guy a ring. We all know Torbran. He's a 2-4 dwarf. Oh. Noble. For hey, that's red, good. Red, 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 one. If a red source you control will deal damage to an opponent, it's going to deal two additional damage. So two power on Torbrand, two power on Magna. Important with a section coming up. But dwarf becomes tapped, we get a treasure. Very important as well. Okay. How about Stalking Vengeance? Here's another 7-drop that deals lots of damage. Lots of it. I played this in Bryon Stoutarm for a good number of, like, years. Years I played this card. 5-5 five, five, Haste for 7. Whenever another creature you control dies, it deals damage equal to its power to target player. So it's like Pandemonium on the way out. Kind of. Pandemonium. Sure. Outamonium. That we go. There we go. We got, we got there. We did it. We, ha- we had that happen. Le- d- d- oh, okay. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. We'll keep going. Spiteful Prankster. This is a 3-2 devil for three. As long as Spiteful Prankster, uh, it's your turn. It has first strike. We don't care. Sure. Okay. Whenever another creature dies, Spiteful Prankster deals one damage target player or planeswalker. That's that, just a, that's an aristocrat. That's an actual aristocrat in red. That's kind of neat. Okay. How about Relic Vile? As long as you control Relic Vile, uh, as long as you control a Cleric, there we go. Relic Vile has, whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. That's an Aristro artifact. I haven't seen a Cleric yet. There is no Clerics, but we'll do a quick aside. Yeah. Because we've got Maskwood Nexus that lets us, creatures we control are every creature type. Turns them into Changelings. Yes. So this is the card that we tutor for when we sacrifice five treasures with Magna. We get Masswood Nexus, which makes all our creatures clerics, and we can pay three to put a cleric shapeshifter onto the battlefield. So Relic Vile works. It also has two tap, sack a creature, draw a card. Which which we, we've already established yeah. that we want to do. It works good with uh, Stalking Vengeance and Vicious Shadows. Yes. Next up, we have Reckless Fireweaver. Artifact, whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, it deals one damage to each opponent. It's impact tremors on a dude for artifacts. Oh, yes. Rage Thrower. Creature dies, two damage to target player. This is an aristocrat. And Hissing Iguanar. Creature dies, another creature. These all trigger off everybody's stuff. Yep. One damage to 
player or planeswalker, that's an aristocrat. Yeah. So we've got eight instances of when things ETB or die TB. Yes. <laughs> right? We're doing damage. Correct. Okay. And and of course the mass mask wood nexus kind of hoop that we have to jump through that our commander helps us jump through. What's the other card in the section that Maskwood Nexus is in? There's two cards in what we can tutor for with Magda that's important. There's another card. You might as well just get it out of the way. Yeah, sure. Two of them, I guess. Yeah, there's two other ones. One of them is Lifeline. Whenever a creature is put into the graveyard, if there's a creature on the battlefield still, return that creature that died from your graveyard to the battlefield at the end of turn. That card is obscene, and it blows my mind that you rarely see it. Honestly. It's $26, A. Um, whenever a creature dies, if another creature is on the battlefield, return the first card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So whenever a creature dies, triggers whenever we sacrifice a dude. Mm-hmm. And we can get that dude that we sacrificed back mm-hmm. at the beginning of our next end step. That's right. We can respond to this by sacrificing more guys and just getting them all back at the end of turn as long as... Our opponents have creatures at the end of the turn. Yeah. And you can do this every turn. You can do it every turn. Every turn you can do this. It's, it, it's a, I know it's expensive, but 25 bucks in the grand scheme of things isn't the most expensive card you're going to buy for a deck. Not this deck either. And either. holy shit, that's a good card. Yeah. And then the other one that we might want to tutor for with Magna is Darksteel Forge. Makes all your artifacts indestructible. Yeah, well, I don't know why we want a tutor for that one. Because it makes Masswood Nexus indestructible. Because without it, you have a bunch of shit that doesn't work no more. I suppose, yeah. There's a, And we're going to get to some of the other stuff that isn't going to work. Because Masswood Nexus also turns all your creatures into dwarves. So when you tap them, oh, they give you treasures, titty right? ass. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that there's some dwarf synergies that we could certainly be rolling with in this deck that we're not. And we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Well, well let's let's get some let's get some let's get some treasures. Okay. Treasures, because treasures help us tutor. And remember, we can sacrifice artifacts to deal damage. Yes. Okay. So treasure makers. We've got nineteen of them, so we'll kind of go through them fast. But everybody kind of knows what these do because you could say, "Oh, I made a red treasure deck. This is the shell of it," and yeah. and it's kind of like see the first twenty minutes of the show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Zorn is number one. If you get a treasure, you get one extra treasure. Also, if you're going to play that card, make sure you play the uh, Dungeon Master's Manual version of it. It's oh. a way cooler picture. Wily Goblin. ETBs, you get uh, treasure. Unexpected Windfall. Oh. Four mana, instant speed, additional cost to cast, discard a card, then draw two cards and create two treasures. Neat. So kind of it costs two, kind of? Yeah. Sure. Treasure map. You get, you get a treasure? <laughs> sure. Tap one, end it, scry one, put a counter on it. When it has three counters on it, you flip it over into a land, and you get three treasures, and it has you can sack a treasure to draw a card. Sure. So it's a card draw thing and a treasure getter. If you find one of these in the wild, trade for it, because they're, they're pretty good. I will cut from every deck I ever play. I'm going back on something that I said that I, lo- I love this card, and now I hate it. Treasure chest. Treasure chest. This yep. is a three drop... Pay four, sacrifice treasure chest, roll a d20. Yep. This is fun already. Yeah, it's a fun card. It's fun for and sure. flavorful. We're yep. opening up the chest. Yeah, rolling for loot. Yes. On a one, you're trapped. You lose three life. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Two through nine create five treasures, which is probably pretty good. That's what you're looking for. 
what, 10 through 19, you gain three life and draw three cards. And on a 20, search your library for a card. If it's an artifact card, you may put it onto the battlefield. Otherwise, put it into your hand. Yeah. That's if, fine. If you didn't have to sack it, I think it would be better. Because for seven mana and sacking your permanent, I've had all four modes of this trigger for me, and I've never been satisfied with it ever. Oh. I've got things into play. I've drawn cards. I've lost life and laughed really hard. It just, there's so much investment and setup to it, and you only get to do it once. Mm. Play deck of many things. Oh. Shiny Impetus is next. Ah, uh, you get enchanted creature attacks, get a treasure. Attacks every turn, can't attack you, plus two, plus two, get a treasure whenever it attacks. Seize the spoil. Uh, discard a card, draw two cards, get a treasure. Sick. Rapacious dragon. Enters a battlefield, two treasures. Plundering barbarian. Oh, yeah. Smash the chest, which means destroy target artifact, or pry it open. <laughs> Don't <laughs> yeah. Google any yeah. of those things. It, it ETBs, you get a treasure. Let's yeah. just leave it there. And it's a two, two for three. Pirate's pillage. Additional cost. Sack or discard a card, draw two cards, get a treasure. Two. Two. Get two treasures. Oh, this, okay, then this is just like unexpected windfall. Correct. Okay. Impulsive pilferer. ETBs, get a treasure. No, dies, get a treasure, and then it's called Encore. So you can make three copies of it and then sacrifice them at the end of turn. You get treasure then too. Get more treasures. Okay. Improvised weaponry. Oh. Two damage to any target. It's fine. Create a treasure token. Oh, that's underwhelming. <laughs> it's on it's on flavor, but I think it's still pretty bad. Yes. Hoarding Ogre. Hoarding Ogre is another dice rolling one. Hell yeah, this one's cool. One through nine, create a treasure. When it, This is whenever it attacks, right? Yes. One through nine, create a treasure. Ten through nineteen, create two treasures. Twenty, get three treasures. Yeah, that card is cool. I like that one. Gleaming Barrier. Oh, dies, get a treasure. I, get- I, I played that in I played that in Lord of Treasurehorn. Gadrak the Crown Scourge. Ooh. Can't attack unless you control four or more artifacts, which we will. We probably will. Yes. Mind you, the artifact section in this deck, a little bit light. Yeah, treasures or artifacts? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. But I mean like the the real artifacts. Uh, yeah. Oh. Anyways, at the beginning of your end step, create a treasure token for each non-token creature that died this turn. Oh, well, we're going to have that happen anyways. Yeah. So we're sacking dudes. We're going to be killing our opponents, dudes. Yeah. He's pretty good. And he's a 5-4 flyer for three. That's not too bad at all. Yeah. We have a Dockside Extortionist. Get lots of treasure. We already explained that one. Captain Lannery Storm. Whenever they attack, you get a treasure? Yes. And whenever you sacrifice treasure, Lannery Storm gets plus one, plus one until on the turn. Also correct. Yes. Brazen Free Booter. ETBs get a treasure. Brasses Bounty. Each land you control, get a treasure. Neat. Yeah. So we have we are wealthy now. We have wealth. We are wealthy. We've also got like here's the thing. We've also got a soul ring, a mind stone, a jeweled lotus. All of that's great. I like how you just you just glossed over a jeweled lotus. Yeah. A jeweled lotus. The, yeah, I think casual it's, jeweled lotus. I think it's the most expensive card in the deck. It's the most yeah. expensive card in lots of decks. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't own one of those. Really? I only have one. I don't own one. I want one for Zada, but I just, I've never bought one. They're, I never bought one, never traded for one. And in Zada, you got a foil one. Well, I got a foil Yeah, you think, yeah, you think they're expensive now. Try to get a foil one. Dang it. Try to get an extended, uh, borderless foil one. I don't like those borderless foils. Just you know it. that. You know that. Let's do it. Anyways, those are our artifacts. We've got a, a workshop assistant, which is a graveyard getter backer when it dies. 
Trash for Treasure, which is essentially sack an artifact, get an artifact back to play. Yep. Goblin Welder, Goblin Engineer, same thing. You trade places with artifacts on the battlefield or on the on the graveyard. Right. And oh, and Duretti Scrap Savant also does that. All those things are to get your Maskwood Nexus back so that your deck works. Yeah. Yeah. Because there aren't very many other artifacts that you're going to be so hard pressed to replace that you need. But. Yeah, like we've got a jar of eyeballs, which whenever a creature you control dies, you put two eyeball counters on it. Yep. You pay three tap, remove all eyeball counters from jar of eyeballs, and look at the top X cards where X is the thing. You put one yep. into your hand. It's just like a little bit of a flavorful card draw engine. And and if you were looking for an exact card, like like a Maskwood Nexus, this is going to let us see 10 cards at a time, 20 cards at a time. Yes. Gate to the Afterlife. Does this do the same thing? Give this one a read. Whenever a non-token creature you control dies, you gain one life. Sure. Then you draw a card. Oh. If you do, draw discard a card, and it has two, tap, sack it, search your graveyard, hand, and or library for a card named God Pharaoh's Gift, put it into play. If you search your library this way, shuffle it, activate this ability, only if there are six or more creature cards in your graveyard. So given that we're not playing God Pharaoh's Gift, I'm going to say it's there for when a creature you control dies, you get to loot and gain life. Uh, yeah, that's probably good. It's all right. It's It feels aristocratic because we're gaining life with it. Sure. And drawing a card, discarding a card is always good, particularly if we ever wanted to swap anything out for that shell we talked about. You get yeah. the Underworld Breach, you get the Past in Flames. Yeah. Then cards like this go up in value in red decks. Correct. And Apex Hardened in the Forge is also in that same kind of category. It's an X3 for red, red, one. Uh, its power is equal to your devotion to red. That's the that's the X. Whenever annex or another non-token creature you control eats shit, you get a 1-1 one, one red satyr creature token with this creature can't block. If the creature had f- four power or more, you get two of them instead. Oh. So it gets you more dudes to sack to do things. That's like a token getter, maker. Yeah. Sort of. When it, Yeah. Okay. Yes. And remember, aristocrats, we want to be sacrificing and, and we want to... Just have our guys die. And I, I think one of the ways that we sacrifice is with our commander. Magna sacrifices treasures. That's great. But we've got some sack outlets here. We've got six of them. Ashnod's Altar, of course, of to get course. mana. Yeah, that's just going to power our deck. And just be a free sacrifice outlet to just do whatever we, we need to do. Yeah. But then we've got... Then we've got, speaking of mana, we've got Skirk Prospector, which is Sack a Goblin, Get Red. Only good in this deck, really, with the Maskwig Nexus. I think that you could probably do better. And we'll get to that in a second. Okay. We've also got Thermopod. Cool card. Which, yeah, a little bit underplayed. It's a slug, which is kind of which funny. Is, which is, I wish it was blue or black. I played him in Toxrill. Yeah, it's red, four, snow creature slug, four, three, you could pay a snow mana to have it gain haste until end of turn, which is, who cares? The real reason is, sack a creature, add red to your mana pool. Cool. Yeah. I think, I think, um, you know what? Let's keep going. We've got Phyrexian Altar. I should have mentioned that earlier. It just gets you mana again for yeah. sacking creatures. We've got Goblin Bombardment. This is going to add one damage every time we sack a creature. It's kind of an aristocrat all by itself. It's a sack outlet and an aristocrat. Yeah. And then we've got Pyre of Heroes, which is kind of like um, Birthing Pod, right? Yes. Except it's mono artifact instead of including green, right? Yes. Sack a dude. You get a dude that's one CMC bigger. Yeah. So slow because you have to tap and pay mana, but it lets us 
go up the chain and find the things that we want. We could eventually maybe get like our goblin matron that we're playing one of, workshop assistant to start looping, tour brand, stocking vengeance. We can get all those things slowly over time. What's the matron there for? Is it for the skirt prospector? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you have a maskwood nexus, of course, you can find whatever you want. But if you don't. Uh, well, creatures you control are every creature type and creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Goblin Matron could find you anything that you wanted. Yeah, but with Maskwood Nexus. But without Maskwood Nexus, all she finds you is a Skirk Prospector. I and, think... Or maybe a Goblin Welder. You know what I mean? Like Or a Wily Goblin. Like, Piddlins. Pit, pit, oh, she finds you Dockside. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Bad, I was going to yeah. say, all these are just, like, pity, just... Treasure creatures, but Dockside yeah. might get you 12 or 13 treasures in one go. <laughs> yeah, Dockside might get you there, yeah. Okay, well, that's. I think that that's fine. And we've got another creature section before we get to the end of this. We do. This we bad got boy. one more creature section that if they die, incidentally, they will ping or do the aristocrat thing and also give us value because they're just good. Sure. Solemn Simulacrum? I'm so over this card. You know, it took you, took you 10 years. Yep. I'm done with this card now. I I cut it from every deck that I did play it in. Every single one. I cut them all. You cut them because they're a little bit boring. Yep. They're they're OP, if you will. Overplayed. Yes. Overdone. I, like, well, I don't know. Overcooked. They're, overplayed. they're just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tired of them. I'm, I don't, I'm sick of this shit. You know what, you know what observation I've been developing over the last few months of the the show solemn's the worst well is that we only see solemn in decks that it's actively really good in yeah yeah that's true he is very good or it is very good in this deck okay next up sky scanner etb's draw card that's just it's fine sure and pia and kieran nalar they give you two two thopters when the etb and you can sacrifice an artifact to deal two damage to any target Neat. You gotta pay three, but this is kind of an aristocrat that gives you some artifact fodder. Huh? Mm-hmm. Lathless Dragon Queen? Whenever another non-token dragon enters the battlefield under your control, create a 5-5 five, five red dragon creature token with flying. Maskwood Nexus is the the reason we're playing that. And you can find this with Magna because she lets you search for an artifact or a dragon. Neat. Yes, and it gives you dragons fire breathing. So if you have a Maskwood Nexus and all your creatures are dragons, this... Sort of acts if you've got the mana, which presumably with all the treasures, you might have the mana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can sacrifice all the treasures to deal a bunch of damage to people, make a bunch of mana, pump it into the Lathless while you have Maskwood Nexus, and this kind of acts like a green crater hoof. Cool. This is a finishing card, which I which I appreciate because it it's usually just like a, a piece of the orchestra in a dragon deck. Right. But in this deck, it's like... It's the finisher. Yeah, there it is. It's the spinning pile driver. Filigree familiar. ETB's gain two life, dies, draw a card. I play that in Lord of Tressorhorn. Emrakul's Hatcher. Enters the battlefield, put three dudes into play. You can sacrifice all those dudes for mana. Combustible Gear Hulk. First striking 6-6 six, six for 6. Enters the battlefield, target opponent may have you draw three cards. If the player doesn't, you mill three cards, then Combustible Gear Hulk deals damage equal to that player. Equal to the total mana value of those cards. That's a fun card. I like that one. That's that's probably lots, yeah. I yeah. like that one. I've definitely seen some some pretty significant damage off of those. I like that. I think so, but I think it's gotten worse over time. The, Correct. the whole efficiency race thing, right? Unless yes. you can stack the top of your library with a top or a or a scroll rack, or if you've scryed. 
Yeah. But we are playing some six and seven drops in the deck. It's not like we're not going to get damage off of that thing. I mean, if you get nine, that's good. Six or nine damage is pretty good. And if we got a Torbrand, that might be more. Yeah. And it's a creature we could sacrifice it, maybe deal six more with a uh, Stalking Vengeance. True that. Well, it's the, well, I mean, that's how the deck works, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's what the deck we're... is meant to do. So, do we, you... Oh. We got a little bit of removal also. Oh, yeah, sure. We're playing Tormon's Crypts for Graveyards, Soul Guide Lanterns for Graveyards, and Chaos Warp for everything else. Sure. And that's it. Do you think that Mr. Dio has successfully broken the mold with this deck. I think he's certainly doing something different. I think he's doing it efficiently and effectively. I think there, there could be some more... I think he relies too heavily on Maskwood Nexus. Oh, oh I really sh- do. Shit, we actually missed a whole section. <laughs> what? We, mi- we missed the, the, the let's tap. Let's tap some, uh, some boys. Oh, okay. We've got a... Springleaf Drum, which is tap and untap creature, get a mana. Okay. We've got Smuggler's Copter... Gilded Assault Cart, Fell Flagship, Cultivator's Caravan, which is also a Mana Rock, and Consulate Dreadnought. Those are all vehicles. Vehicles to tap your dwarves to. Vehicles to tap your dwarves because when you have a Masswood Nexus, all your creatures are dwarves, you'll get all treasure. Yes. Which which is synergistic. And the vehicles are also dwarves. When the vehicles attack, you get more treasure. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah. Because they're creatures. Yeah. All your creatures are all creature types. That's right. So you could, you could. Oh, that's cool. You could crew the cultivator's caravan, get a treasure, tap the cultivator's caravan for a mana, get a treasure. And then it's. That's pretty good. The synergy there is real. It's pretty cool. That's good. Okay. I, I was going to say, I, I, I'm not sure how much mold breaking was done because we're playing so many things like Dockside and, and lots of red staples. But when our creature, our vehicles turn into. Yeah. <laughs> dwarves. That's actually pretty cool. I like that. Like, I think we could play more dwarves in here. Like, I, dwarves are a tribe, I think, that they're not very well supported. So when you see cards that are meant for dwarves, you just immediately kind of pass over them and say, ah, whatever. But there are some, from Odyssey and those older sets, there are some really cool dwarves that have abilities that make them tap to do cool stuff. Uh, the example that always pops into my head is Dwarven Blast Miner. You can pay Stone Rain mana and tap it to stone rain a non-basic land yeah there's a bunch of dwarves that do that right like there's lots of dwarves that do crazy shit like that for tapping and if you can use an ability that's valuable to the game and get a treasure out of it that's pretty cool and ain't nobody gonna get mad at you for playing dwarven blast miner because it only gets non-basic exactly it only kills the cradles and the the what do you call them the Urborgs. And the, the Sanctums. Right? And like, and it seems like every set or every every second set, we get a set every few weeks, every second set has a land on it that says draw a card now. Yeah. Right? You've got the War Rooms, which we're playing. We've got that new one from Kamigawa that says if you control an artifact and an enchantment, draw a card, draw a card. Yep. Gets those. Yeah. Before they can maybe cash them out and... and yeah, I think I think blast minor, blast butthole dwarf. <laughs> get, get those non basic huge anuses. <laughs> yeah, and there, and there's a few of those that are are very good. Like look into one maybe if you haven't thought of it, and you could throw it in instead of some of the, the I would say two maskwood nexus heavy cards like some of your goblin synergies mm. and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Lathless dragon queen is good to keep because it's a finishing it's a finishing move, but skirk prospector I don't think you're gonna get as much value out of as you want. Yeah, and my my first, or really my only criticism, apart from leaning on a card in your 99 so heavily like Maskwood Nexus, is vehicles. 
Our commander's a two drop or, or, or a two power uh, card creature, creature creature, and can't crew a bunch of our vehicles by itself. Yeah. Granted, we're making lots of tokens. We've got other creatures, but I would like to see maybe not exclusively, but more vehicles that can crew two. So yeah. Magna can crew them herself and get you those treasures early. Yeah. And and I think that that would be better than like the crew six where you have to rely on having a whole bunch of mana to cast your big stuff to crew. Whereas so, you could just have the mana to cast your big stuff by crewing if you have a lower cost vehicle. Yeah. Now, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses. I was going to move into the budget section, but we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Doesn't utilize many cards from your stock shelf. Very cool. Some of the cards do feel a little bit staply, but then I think, oh, the theme is mono-red aristocrats, which makes it feel not very staply. Yes. Okay. They're all very, most of the cards in this deck are very on flavor. They're there because they make treasures, or they're there because they sack, or they're there because they do treasure stuff, so you can't really be down on them for playing them. And there's the dock side, of course it's going to be in here. It's a treasure deck. And it, and you, Yeah. And they synergize together. I like playing not very powerful cards that synergize well. To become very good. Yeah. Okay. Does a thing not common to the color ID. We've talked about that. It's yeah. it's red. It's aristocrats. It's it's different. Yes. It does play, in addition to playing not very good cards and synergizing them well, it plays powerful cards and does powerful things, which, which I think is good. Like Vicious Shadows and Stalking Vengeance and combustible gear hulk those are top end cards that you just don't see very often because people are like oh they cost seven they cost seven i want to play underworld underwear breach and and yeah loop my jessica's will 800 times and stuff right (laughs) precisely so i like this better because it's different than that yes okay moving over to weaknesses in not playing those staples like jessica's will and stuff you're kind of janky deck loses some steam yes. because the powerful things that make them go aren't present. Yeah, they. Uh, it loses steam. It doesn't lose any of its power, but it loses that steam to propel itself forward to the powerful card. Yeah. Like Jessica's Will on turn four into Combustible Gear Hulk on turn four yeah. is better than Combustible Gear Hulk on turn six or seven. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doesn't play enough untappers to synergize with Magna recruiting vehicles. Tap it to crew vehicle, oh, untap. Yeah. Crew it again, crew it again, crew it again. I like that. I don't know if that's, is that too cute? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. When I used to, I actually drafted lots in Kaladesh and the 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 deck I built every time and I always did well was creatures that did stuff when they tapped and a bunch of vehicles so I could like tap and untap and yeah, just keep yeah, crewing yeah. the same vehicle over and over again. And it, it pays dividends. And in this deck, it's going to get you those treasures that's going to get you to your key cards that are going to get you them wins. Okay, well, to that end, peep this. And and this is us just theorizing now like we did with the blue deck. Okay. If we were to include some untappers that allowed us to crew vehicles multiple times, mm-hmm. what if we included some of those cards that say tap, deal a damage to each opponent? Yeah. There's a couple of those. There's an artifact. There's mana rock that does it. There's like Thermo Alchemist, I think. Taps to deal a damage to each opponent. Mm-hmm. There's a Eldrazi card that I played in in Rakdos for a while. Yeah. So if we're going to include include untappers, we could include those pingers as well. There's also Chiron Negotiations. It's a masks special. Red, red, two for an enchantment. Tap a creature, deal a damage to target player. And with Torbrand, 
that says tap a creature lightning bolt target player. Oh. Very good. Mm-hmm. And in this deck, make treasure. Yes. And and yes, yes, yeah. that's that's good. Weakness. Weakness. When we're trying to break the mold, and, and maybe this is a strength. It's a blessing and a curse. So yeah. maybe we'll, we'll put it where we will. Right. This deck costs $480. We break the mold successfully, mono-red aristocrats. Is that too much money to spend to do this? Uh, is 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 it worth it to just do mono red aristocrats for four hundred and eighty dollars if we don't have any of the cards? If you have none of the cards, I'm going to say no. But you cut the the jeweled lotus. Yes, you just cut that out of there. That's a what like a two hundred bucks off the top right what, there, right? Or a hundred and ten. What, what are we What are we at here? What are we? At? I'm trying to find the right tab. It uh, on architect.com. We've got jeweled lotus at a hundred and ten dollars. So that's twenty five percent off the top right there, and then you've got a Call it a $300 deck. And I'll bet you lots of the dock side is going to be another 100 bucks. So you can you can punt that. And everything else is going to be a buck or two, which is going to take you to $200 anyway. It blows yeah. my mind every year when Wizards manages to print 10 or 12 pre-constructed commander decks. And all of them are worth less than $100. It blows my <laughs> mind yeah. that they can do that. Because cards are so much fucking money. Yeah. You know, like they make their decks so underpowered and so shitty that they're not worth a hundred bucks. Whereas if you go to build something that's like a seven, it's going to be a couple hundred dollars. So anything. If you build anything. Yeah. it's <laughs> Unless you're building a gumball deck or a specific budget deck. If you just build stuff out of your binder, you're going to find you're going to end up with decks that are worth hundreds of dollars. Uh, yeah. I, I think that you're right. I think Jeweled Lotus, because not every deck... I mean, you could argue if any deck wants a Jeweled Lotus, it's probably a monocolor deck because you just get all the mana requirement that your commander needs. Yeah. In terms of the color. Yes. Right? And in this case, yeah, Magna costs two and Jeweled Lotus just powers her out on turn one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's good. We realize that. And we wouldn't tell anybody to cut it or, or begrudge you if you didn't. But you could cut this and all of a sudden your deck's in the 300s and that's like a bunch of one and two and three dollar cards. Yeah. That... Maybe you own, maybe were printed in Commander products, or at least recent sets. Yeah, or they are they only cost a buck because everything has to have an air quotes value. Yeah. Whereas some of them just don't. Which some of them just don't. They're, yeah. they're giveaways. Yes. They're, yes, yes. Okay, so strength. You can break the mold and not have to spend a ton of money. Break the mold, not the bank. Hey, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got, I got one more thing here. Okay. I got one more thing here, and... Maybe just because Papa Dio didn't update the deck yet, but perfect card in the deck. Okay. From Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got one. Okay. The Red Dragon at Sushi, the Blazing Sky. Hell yeah. When, I sure did. Got when, two. When it dies, you get three treasures. Yep. So not only are you wanting to sacrifice it, you get treasures in addition. So you're wanting to sacrifice deal damage via aristocrats, mm-hmm. and then you get treasures, which you also want in this deck. Perfect card. Very good. And it's like a 4-3 with flying, which is not nothing to shake a stick at. Also in the de- in in Kamigawa, I think it was a Rampaging Vault Buster or something. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a funny name. It's a vehicle that is like a 2-2 two, two and it does some stupid shit. But after you've attacked with it or crewed it a couple of times, it blows up and you get some treasures. Hey! So it's... it's Goes right in. Yeah. Also synergizes with the deck. 
Cool. Yeah. I was I was gonna I was gonna go the route of how do we make infinite mana for Atsushi? Because <laughs> we talked about all those dragons, right? That yes. that uh, they just win by they themselves. They just win, yeah. And Atsushi yeah. would just make you infinite treasures after you made infinite mana, so you could infinite aristocrat everybody. Yeah, I think this is good. There it is. Re- reason to play those mana geysers <laughs> and reasons to play those those underworld breach. Mm-hmm. But we are breaking the mold. Yes, you can do it if you want. But this week is breaking the mold. Yes, we're breaking molds, not creating them. We're not pouring this deck into a mold. We're breaking it. We're, I'm, I'm trying to, th- yes. <laughs> yes, that is correct. That yes. is what we are doing. That's what you're looking for there. Okay. Now, we're, normally this is where we do the spice calculator, but I think we're going to hop over it today because Magda actually is like dwarf and treasure tribal. So our boy didn't make out super good. <laughs> So we're going to give it honorary spicy because we're doing something unique and really, really cool in this deck. And we'll just ignore the fact that Magda kind of is one of those commanders that sort of tells you what to do with her right on the card, right? Very much so. Like she's a lord. She's a treasure thing. Like, you know what she's there for. So we're just going to... We'll, we'll leave it there. You know what? Me me and me and Guy Pizza on Discord have been... Have been Mulling over an idea for the spice calculator. So everybody can stay tuned for some future spice calculator goodness. Upgrades? Uh, We could call them an upgrade. I love upgrades. Yes, yes, yes. So stay tuned for that. Also, why is this deck called Mono Red Shirai? uh, I I think because you're sacrificing and getting stuff back. There's got to be combos. There's got to be combos that we didn't even delve into with like... With the the workshop assistant and the goblin welder and the goblin engineer where you sacrifice stuff and get stuff back. There's got to be. And we just, maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it's with goblin matron and you just get her back like a hundred times and search for every creature in your deck. Like, mono red Shirai. There it is. There it is. Sure. Mr. Dio. Papa that is. Papa bitch, hyper bitch. 2.0, yeah. 3.0, whatever point oh you're on. Big thank you for sending in the deck. Big thank you to all of the the patrons who send in decks every week. We do we do scrape the the email kind of cooker at gmail.com. We scrape the casual. I sometimes scrape the competitive um, yeah. channel, but that's not really what we do on this show. As you can tell maybe from today's yeah, yeah, deck. Yeah. yeah, so keep sending them in. We like getting those. If you feel like you've got a deck that breaks the mold of what do we got left? White, black, green? Yeah. Or is there a mold for like two colors or five colors? Is there uh, molds for those? There are, but I think we've already talked about them in a in a past arc when we already broke the molds on all those and did Simic decks with no counters in them. Oh, yeah. What Azorius we... decks. There were aggro decks. Azorius aggro. Yeah. Yeah. What did we call that arc? Do you remember? I, I don't remember. That was a long ass time ago. Yeah, but were, those were good episodes and you should go back and listen to them because they were very insightful. And they taught you how to break the mold of multicolor. But now we're focusing on the mono. So if you've got blue, if you're not blue, white, green, black, something different, send them in. We'll take a look. Yeah, like mono black angels. Could we do that? There's like one. Another, there's, there's two. Another Maskwood Nexus deck. Uh, yeah, no, no more Maskwood Nexus deck. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Big thanks to the patrons for sending the decks in. Thank you for the support. Watch for the Kickstarter update. Big thanks to FusionGamingOnline.com. Source for all your gaming needs. Yes, CCO Spring. Get your dang old discount off of the stuff that you're going to buy anyway. Get your Kamigawa stuff. Let Fusion know that we sent you. 
Works out good for everybody. Everybody wins. Any final thoughts of the day? This deck is great. I love red. Remember to check out the shell if you want to build a red deck but aren't sure where to start. FusionGamingOnline.com is a great place to pick up the stuff on that list as well. Keep the decks coming in, and we are going to be back with you next week on another exciting episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song!